You know an awful lot of people spend an awful lot of time saying I love you And it doesn't seem a likely thing that you and I will ever fall in love But who needs love? Who needs love? Who needs love? We've got us Try to trap it, hold it, mold it But to catch it is like picking up some mercury I like to capture your imagination Just before your heart has captured mine Alright, there I did it. That's 30 years ago I wrote that song. I don't really uh, know where it came from. Perhaps a, a young, naive, just emerging into the world perspective. A uh, little sophomoric, but there it is. That's a little ditty. It's not really a full song. Uh, but if you guys want me to keep playing, I'll, I'll find other songs with uh, a little more depth to them. Multiple verses, if you will, instead of just a little quickie there. Management here. It's day six of this shutdown-inspired podcast, Corona Corona. Today's broadcast brought to you by the Roman philosopher Seneca. Seneca, for times when a first-century Roman philosopher is just what the doctor ordered. But uh, before we get to Seneca, I just wanted to check in and tell you guys, I am feeling exhausted. I'm, I'm mentally and emotionally exhausted from watching the news and also just the unending storm of emails and texts uh, and messages that are going back and forth between my colleagues at work, my friends and family, and uh, trying to gear up to kind of get back into some semblance of online schooling next week, which uh, I know a lot of you have a lot of questions about, and teachers do too. Uh, we're still kind of waiting for our marching orders here, and it's going to take a while. Uh, what I can tell you right now is the, the first couple of weeks here before spring break, there's going to be very, very little expectation. It's just basically going to be trying to get a logistical handle on um, how we communicate with you guys, when we communicate, and, and most importantly, um, who who of you are in situations that are making it difficult for you to uh, a do any schoolwork and b um, you know difficult for you to uh, access a computer? Maybe you're sharing it with a lot of people. Maybe you don't have reliable Wi-Fi. Uh, maybe you're dealing with circumstances at home that just make work really tough right now. So we're going to be reaching out and finding out about all those things. So um, I know it's hard to to face unknown. Um, but uh, what I can tell you is regardless of what's going to happen over the next few weeks or when school will or will not open, um, just please, please, please keep in mind that um, the school and your teachers and all of us really just want you guys to be taking care of yourselves, 
keeping safe. I know, I know it's, you know, you're hearing it over and over and over, but truly, truly, truly do not be stressing about uh, grades and assignments right now. Uh, we will get back into some kind of a flow, but um, the end goal is just to make sure that um, we get through this together. And uh, yeah, so if you have more questions, of course, keep messaging me. I do like hearing from you guys. Um, the overwhelm I'm talking about, though, is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I use a lot of technology. I like using technology. I like watching films. Uh, I check my email and text a lot, or at least I thought I did. But when something like this is happening, I feel like I am looking at my phone hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times a day. And I wonder if that's what it's like for some of you guys, because I am, I am wiped out. I am just mentally fried from checking to see if I got a response to an email uh, or I'm in some kind of crazy big email thread with a bunch of uh, other teachers and people trying to debate what we should be doing right now. Um, I can't imagine being on social media in, in the way you guys are, but um, that's because I'm old. Anyway, uh, Seneca. Before we get to Seneca, I'm thinking about um, Douglas Rushkoff. Douglas Rushkoff uh, is... Uh, uh, one of the earliest kind of proponents of uh, the possibilities of social media and the internet, but over time he uh, evolved really since the 90s to now he's evolved into uh, one of the biggest critics, not of technology per se, but of kind of what human beings are doing with technology. And um, he says uh, what we have now is called, uh, he calls it digifrenia, which is a, like a version of schizophrenia where um, our media and technologies are, uh, you know, he says, encouraging us to try to be in more than one place at the same time. And that that kind of has like a fracturing, uh, effect on our, our psyches. And, um, also that, you know, his main thing is that technology was, you know, when I was a kid, technology, we said it was going to solve all our problems. You know, you're going to have your smart home and you're going to have, uh, I don't know, a kitchen that, you know, makes your toast and coffee for you before you wake up in the morning and kind of the opposite of Black Mirror where everything um, is working well. And the idea was that technology was going to free us up so that we didn't have to deal with appliances and technology. It was going to free us up to just live our lives. We saw technology as something that was going to do all of the menial tasks for us. But really what's happened is we have become more, uh, not just reliant on technology, but that's all we do now is pay attention to the technology. So it hasn't really freed us up in the way we thought it would. It's actually now demanding our time more. Uh, we thought we would get some time back because of technology. I can tell you right now that you know, being accessible 24 hours a day by email, text, etc., that wasn't normal. So you weren't really kind of quote unquote working 24 hours a day before. And now people can reach me anytime and that's just normal. That is not, I think, healthy. You know, I don't think it's healthy that we're all reachable all the time. When, uh, when I was younger, you know, we didn't even have, uh, <laughs> when I was, I, I tell you, uh, you know, I feel like I'm becoming some old cranky guy. I think there's a an old Seinfeld routine uh, where he makes fun of old people, and one uh, uh, the guy says, "When I was a young boy, dogs couldn't even vote. 
bread was a nickel. Anyway, that's how I feel right now. Uh, yeah, whatever. Let me transition. Okay, so Seneca. I thought um, Seneca would be somebody that we could turn to right now for a little bit of sanity. And if you don't know who Seneca is, Seneca is uh, a Roman philosopher, uh, first century, and uh, he's one of the Stoics. And uh, the Stoics are known for um, kind of... Uh, providing uh, calming, practical wisdom uh, for life's difficulties. So I'm just going to read some quotes. This is coming from uh, a site called Brain Pickings that I really love to go to sometimes. If you guys don't know it, it's uh, curated by a woman named Maria Popova. Popova? I don't know. Um, My Russian students, please correct me. Anyway, uh, she's got a a bit here on Seneca. I'm going to read a couple of quotes from Seneca, and maybe this will provide you some, uh, I don't know, solace for today. So Seneca says, What I advise you to do is not to be unhappy before the crisis comes, since it may be that the dangers before which you paled as if they were threatening you will never come upon you. They certainly have not yet come. Accordingly, some things torment us more than they ought, Some torment us before they ought, and some torment us when they ought not to torment us at all. We are in the habit of exaggerating or imagining or anticipating sorrow. Uh, He goes on to say, It's likely that some troubles will befall us, but it is not a present fact. How often has the unexpected happened? How often has the expected never come to pass? And even though it is ordained to be, what does it avail to run out to meet your suffering? You will suffer soon enough when it arrives, so look forward, meanwhile, to better things. What shall you gain by doing this? Time, Seneca answers. You'll gain time. There will be many happenings, meanwhile, which will serve to postpone or end or pass on to another person the trials which are near or even in your very presence. A fire has opened the way to flight. Men have been let down softly by a catastrophe. Sometimes the sword has been the sword, the sword, the sword has been checked even at the victim's throat. Men have survived their own executioners. Even bad fortune is fickle. Perhaps it will come, perhaps not. In the meantime, it is not. So look forward to better things. I feel like my daughter Natasha is skulking in the other room. Tosh, is that you? No. Okay. Anyway, um, I hope that helps you guys, and um, I'm trying to maintain a balance here of uh, levity and seriousness on on these recordings. So, as always, give me feedback. I'm, I'm just going to tell you the the um, the response to wanting me to sing was not overwhelming, but I just decided to do it anyway for the nine people who wanted me to. Nine people. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Nine people out in the world interested in hearing me sing and play guitar. Uh, I don't, it wasn't my best moment today, but I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna be perfectionistic about this. I'm just gonna, um, share a little bit once in a while. And, uh, if you like it, listen, if you don't fast forward or stop the recording, I hope you guys are doing well today. I look forward to connecting with you next week via Google Classroom. As far as the Zoom Zooming goes, uh, we have been told uh, to hold on right now. They do not want us video conferencing with you all. Uh, 
I think that may change. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, uh, I apologize if I got you guys um, excited about that prospect. It's not happening yet. Uh, but I remain hopeful that we will be able to do that soon. I will let you know as soon as I know. Reporting from the South Bay, still coronavirus-free. This is The Management, signing off on day six of the shutdown, Thursday, March 19th, onward.